So I want to start with this podcast uh, a little different. I want to say uh, rest in peace to uh, a dear friend, Shaquan Wade. Um, one of the most vibrant, loving, caring people that I have ever came across. Um, some time back, she uh, introduced me to a family member of hers, and um, I... I consider them family. I know this is a hard time for them, and I could never imagine what it feels like to lose a a sibling. So, again, I would like to say uh, sleep in peace, and I wish you nothing but the best as you transition uh, into the afterlife. Um, Peace and blessings, and I hope the universe keeps you and comforts you. I'll be back. Hey, what's going on? This is Quincy Valentine, and welcome back to the Valentine Experience. I appreciate you guys for coming in for episode 11. It has been my pleasure to guide you through this journey. And uh, I just had to get my emotions back intact. I was a little emotional the last episode. So I just really want to say thank you guys as you guys continue to ride through with me as I learn to maneuver through this podcast world it has been awesome it has been a pleasure and i want to definitely give a special shout out to the nine to five guys you guys were awesome for allowing me to come on your platform and able to speak on something that i don't necessarily get to speak on very often um unless i'm speaking on my day-to-day life and speaking to my boys about uh sports uh if anybody knows i am a diehard bulls fan so for me to be able to express my love of basketball uh, to the masses has been uh, it has been joyous for me, uh, <laughs> so that to say the least. Um, but my vibe is a little different today. Um, I'm a little bit more even kill. I am not so in my feelings. I'm just in a in, in a great space and a great mindset to kind of move forward and kind of just uh, lay myself out as I start to open up more and give you more of me. Uh, Look out for a couple of things that I have coming down the pipeline. Uh, I'm definitely not going to speak on it now, but if you're not following me now, uh, take the time out to uh, go ahead and log into Instagram. And it is uh, at Quincy.Valentine. And um, if you guys want to send me uh, emails and ask me questions uh, based on relationships and uh, day-to-day life or you just not necessarily advice but um, different perspectives on things I mean it's it's easier to talk to a stranger than to talk to someone that it is uh, that you deal with on a day-to-day because they don't have any skin in the game they're not biased so um, that email is going to be express <laughs> sorry not express but experience dot uh, valentine at gmail.com uh, and without further ado, I kind of just want to get into this episode and kind of just uh, speak on a couple of things that I've uh, I've kind of just like jotted down. I, I really haven't had time to really uh, dive really deep into it. Um, last week, uh, social media kind of was up in a raw uh, behind, behind the uh, the Will Smith, uh, Jada Pickett and uh, August Alsina um, debacle. Um and I thought it was quite interesting. Um, it was a lot of women that were caping for Jada Jada Pickett Smith, and it was more so on the lines of uh, 
um, well, they're an open relationship and they should be able to do what they want to do. Um, and due to the fact that, you know, I guess Will Smith said that they weren't together at the time. So um, basically he just said that uh, he was done with her. He's finished. So she kind of wasn't, she was in a dark place and uh, August Alcina, um, he was also in a dark space and they kind of met each other there and she uh she found solace in him and they went from being uh i guess a, a son and mother relationship to becoming uh more on an intimate uh level as she would put it entanglement i thought that was quite interesting because i i, I looked at it from a different perspective um i think it's predatory behavior on her on her behalf um and the only reason why I think it's predatory behavior due to the fact that um, the young man, when he did come to her, he was uh, in distress. Um, his mind had gotten away from him. He had dealt with so many different traumas. And me speaking, I mean, understanding like the different traumas and being able to come full circle and try to get your mind together. Um, this, mind, this man was completely, um, he had completely lost it. Like he 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 was on the brink of a suicide, and for her to allegedly um, take advantage of that man and well while he was in that uh, depressive state, um, really really struck a chord with me, and most people didn't understand the logic behind that. Um, her being a, a elder statesman, someone that he trusted in, and for her to to utilize that that opportunity to 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 basically um fulfill her needs and um in a process destroy him he he basically said that um he had this relationship this romantic relationship with her um some time back it's a couple of times he said it and she, and I was uh it was via one it was a track like 2 years ago and the title of the track was uh, Jada Pickett's middle name. I don't. I, it <laughs> it uh it kind of uh, escapes me at the moment, but nonetheless, it just kind of just threw me for a loop because I'm just like you know this man has been saying it for some time that he's been in this emotional relationship with this woman, and this woman has vehemently denied it at every turn. I couldn't understand that and the the account of the lack of accountability that she refused to take um when 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 sitting down with will um she basically said well we got into entanglement and it kind of just became what it became and that was pretty much it all i could do is be hurt for him like I, not will but august because he was basically like railroaded and mistreated and treated like like treated like a social pariah like whatever he was saying was it, it was completely dishonest and everything that he did going forward nobody took seriously because you know uh will smith and jada pickett are what we look to as far as representation of what we deem to be perfect and for him it was like he was fighting against a monster. 
And then when she finally came clean, it wasn't even no accountability. It was more so like, well, I did it. He knew what it was. And that was it. And then as I go to social media and kind of just like kind of get kind of get a feed for what was transpiring on social media, it was just like, well, there's a lot of fish in the sea and he should get over it. Or, you know, no pussy can have you that fucked up that you're going to be like, well, you know, well, you know, it's been X amount of time. So you can find a new pussy in four years. And my thoughts was like, well, I mean, yeah, he could have. But sometimes, you know, it's not it, it, it's not the the physical. It's not it's not the physical part. It's the emotional. It's the emotional part that 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 leaves you like stranded and you're kind of like stuck in this 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 infinite limbo. Because you 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 honestly love and and admire and care for this person to to the point of no end, and as much as it pains you to kind of step into that hole and say, "Hey, listen, you know, I, I genuinely love you. I genuinely want to be with you, and everything about you, uh, it it completes me." And that's where August was. So it wasn't it, it wasn't that. He, he couldn't find anyone. It was more so that he was hurting and nobody gave him time to heal. And his way of healing is dealing with it through his platform and his outlets and being able to speak on the emotions that he was feeling at the moment. And nobody would give him that. Nobody would say, hey, listen, hey, are you OK? Hey, what is it? What is it that I can do to help you transition from this emotion to the next emotion? Nobody helped him with that. All he all all they did was laugh. And found pleasure in his pain and this emotional distress, and I I can I completely I am completely empathetic that he went through that, and for her to 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 look at as an opportunity to to basically like get her rocks off, it blew my mind because she was just like, well you know I I kind of and, and I'm paraphrasing but I kind of like get off by helping people that's my thing that's what i was put here for so in my mind it's like okay it's it's kind of like a a, a, a sociopath person that that uh that gets that enjoyment out of you know uh gaslighting people and being able to pull from uh some one's essence and being able to kind of uh get their feel of it uh kind of like a leech pulling and pulling and pulling until that person has no more and and now this person is depleted and you know they're kind of laying on the ground and it's like as they're laying on the ground nobody understands the pain that we that that person went through and it's crazy to me because we always equate time with emotion and it's like they're like you look at them as they're being synonymous like well it was it was 10 years ago get over it right if someone tells me today like well slavery is 500 years ago get over it i'm gonna look at them and say fuck you and the reason why i'm gonna say that is because it's not the time it's the action it is everything that is associated with said action that makes me feel the way that i feel um we're still struggling with those things that that slavery has left on us and now it's 500 years ago. So to tell somebody that it was four years ago to get over something that's extremely emotionally distressful and bring you back 
to that place um it's crazy um there was an article i read uh probably like eight nine years ago that the mind doesn't register um time it just registers emotion and that blew me for a second because i was like wow that's nuts but then i thought about it like as i'm reading this article and watching all these interviews and listening to different people and i was just like yo that's real i I think i I believe that's real and the reason why is because my grandmother she died back in 2009 and the same emotions that that were invoked once she passed when i think about her those are the same emotions that are uh that are brought back up and that i feel when i think about her granted i think about the great things that we had and we shared but you know her her departure and her transition into uh the afterlife um it it, it is a it is a place where i kind of like i try my best not to revisit so again like harping back to what i was saying like you can't equate time with emotion uh some people never get over it there are there are people with that that might have gotten divorced 20 years ago but they they felt like the divorce was unwarranted or they felt like that divorce was or they didn't they they didn't they felt as though that they didn't complete the marriage or they weren't able to live up to uh the promises that they that they presented to their partner so we can't we need to stop equating time with with emotion they 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 run along they they run in parallel but they are not the same and we need to stop looking at people and say hey listen x amount of time passed so you know what you need to get over it everybody's emotional uh journey is different and how they perceive emotion is different and the biggest thing is that um from personal personal perspective is like you know when when things uh end abruptly emo- emotionally abruptly um you you start to deal with fomo and and fomo is obviously an acronym of fear of missing out so like for me it's it's just one of those things it's just like i i think about how much that man went through um and how much of a stressful emotion that he went through uh i dealt with emotional stress you know not to and i i wouldn't say to the extent to uh uh what he's what he's experienced but um i've dealt with emotional stress to the point where um i couldn't i I couldn't get it together i couldn't figure it out um that i i was i I was at one point suicidal i didn't know how to handle my emotions and i didn't have anybody to talk to i didn't have someone to say hey listen you know um I'm feeling this way and I don't know how or why I'm feeling this way. And, and, and the thing is, is always finding the why, the why in things, the why, you know, and, and then kind of rediscovering, you know, all those things that, that, that make you, you. And then once you get to ground level and you recalibrate your brain, you're able to start to move forward. All right. So, (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and step back for a little bit, and uh, I'll be right back with you guys shortly. Make condition, make condition. Come straight at you. I'm gonna do that a little bit, and then I 
survive. Uh, yo, this is easily one of my favorite songs. Saying. Hey. Uh, I mean, if you're not bopping your fucking head right now, you gotta feel the energy. I'm just. Oh, oh. So I just had to, I just had to give you that, that energy to pump you up. So the owner of the Redskins, uh, Daniel Schneider, if I'm saying it correctly, but um, he finally uh, kind of caved into the um, to the pressure of the media and uh, the socialists and saying um, that he's actually going to change the name of uh, the Washington uh, Redskins, um, and he hasn't chose uh, well chosen the uh, the name of the new team as of yet. Um, <clears throat> But to be honest with you, I I, I figured they probably already uh, changed the name um, behind the scenes and they just haven't uh, kind of released it to the public as of yet. I just thought it was really interesting. Only uh, only uh, reason why I really thought it was like real interesting, because um, for years he said that he would never change the name. I mean, it's been around for 87 years. So for it to be around for such a long time. And um, for it not to have been changed until recently, and I'm, I'm I would say that it's probably changed due to the social climate of everything, but um, it's not. I don't. I don't even think it's that. It is the money, um, the money play. Um, when your biggest, uh, when your biggest contributors to, um like such as Amazon saying they would no longer uh, produce or sell your product or a Nike saying that they would no longer uh, advertise your, your products on their website or it's a FedEx, which um, actually uh, gave you, I believe it's $600 million towards um, creating the FedEx field in uh, Washington, DC um, in order to, to, to get people moving um, I thought that was really interesting, and I I see it as a segue into uh, other things, uh, and how the dollar can transition so many other things. Um, protesting is cool. I am all about uh, uh protesting and um using your platform to speak on racial injustice or just just human injustice um in every opportunity that can possibly uh or every avenue that it can 
be presented in. But when you have, when you say, hey, listen, this is my dollar, right? This is my dollar and I'm no longer going to spend my dollar with you until you abide by these rules that I set in place. Um, then people start to listen. We as a people um, tend to um, happy with the bare minimal and just say, hey, listen, because, you know, I gave you a product and this product, I know you buy it over and over. I use the example, the iPhone. Um, they don't change much as about as far as the the physical, the uh, the OS is usually the same. Um, they make minor tweaks to it. Um, but for the most part, it's essentially the same device over and over. Um, but they're going to continue to produce the same product until someone says this is enough. I want something different for my dollar. I'm saying that because um, we want we want to be treated equally. We take our dollar. We don't we don't spend it. We don't spend it with somebody until they appreciate the dollar that we give them. Uh, it pains me to say it that way, but I much rather spend with my with with the people that I know that are going to appreciate my dollar. And I know even if it's a 15 percent markup on a product that I might be able to get Walmart or a Target or somewhere else. But I will spend that 15 percent markup just to know that one, the little man is uh, is getting paid. But secondly, I feel like my dollar is appreciated. Um, and it goes back to just understanding your buying power and what you can what you can do with dollars. See, the thing is, words will never move anybody. If you say, you know what, fuck this shit. Like, I will never shop here again. Fuck you. X, Y, Z. But then two weeks later, you're back because they have some type of sale. What if I tell you 20, 30 people say, fuck that. I'm not buying here no more. And then they really do it and follow through. And then they realize, hey, listen, we need to make a change. We need to appease these people so we can continue to get their dollar. So whatever it is that we need to do as a culture, we need to we need to do in order to get results. Um, lip service is a lot. Um, always uh, Black Lives Matter or um, like no no justice, no peace. People tend not to move, especially these people that are in the 1%. Eh, they tend not to move because of we speak, but we don't move. We speak, but we don't do. We need to start to follow through with whatever we're going to say. If we no longer say that we're not going to spend a dollar here at this racist establishment because they don't know how to, to speak or treat black folks, we need to follow through and full heartedly. And, you know, you can't say, hey, listen, fuck Starbucks. And then tomorrow you go get your karaoke, um, caramel macchiato with a shot of espresso. You you can't say, you know, um, I'm not going to eat Goya, right? But then when you uh, 
you go and make your chicken, you go get some sofrito and some sazon. You can't do that. You have to you have to stand by whatever you say and kind of follow through. And years ago, your word meant something. And you have to get back to that point where your word means more than anything and your words align with your actions. Um, I'm learning that at the age of 34 that um, my words need to mean something. My actions need to mean something. I need to be responsible with my platform that I have been blessed with. Um, those are my words of encouragement. Those are my words of love to my people. I appreciate you. You guys are awesome. Until next time, this is Quincy Valentine. This was the Valentine Experience. Be great, be blissful, and love each other. Peace.